This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You rotten bugs! You overpaid winners! Listen Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Left side throw, it is broken up in the end zone! Broken up in the end zone! Knocked down by Brashad Breeland! The Chiefs hold on down! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Crossover move, great move. Grace Pyle, left-handed finish is perfect. Everything happening in the sports world. Michelangelo, this is the day he died in 1564. Oh my gosh. Michelangelo, thank you so much. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Let's pack the place. Yeah. Come on. Why can't we pack the place? Steve's going to challenge it's people again. It's for the again. kids. It's for the kids. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, Worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, and maybe the wealthiest man in the entire city of McPherson, <laughs> Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I know that you have a big check in your office. You're about ready to sprint down to the bank and make sure they cash it before the other end is able to try and bounce the check. A grand total of 10 cents. I'd never gotten a 10 cent check before. You are a wealthy man. It was just some kind of... Stri- How are you going to ask for that money? I, in, Probably in pennies. You want 10 pennies? <laughs> yeah, g- give me a quarter of a roll of pennies yeah. and I can walk out of yeah, here. Yeah, it was, it was just some little straggle account. Five pennies and a nickel. Yeah, they got closed Two out nickels. Somehow they shorted me 10 cents, so they sent me a check for 10 cents. Look at you, Steve. You're a wealthy man. Oh, yeah, I'm... Boy, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go out and buy some Christmas presents. I think you should take those 10 pennies, put them into your bathtub, and then just swim in your 10 cents. Well, I don't think I'd ever gotten a 10-cent check before. Good for you. That has to be a first. It's just a a little bit less than what you make here. That's right. Yeah, your your normal paycheck is just barely more. Quarter. Yeah, a a dollar and a quarter. (laughs) That's your normal monthly wage. Well, Steve... What a fun night of basketball last night that we had inside the McPherson Roundhouse. What a fun night. Two wins over the Bueller Crusaders. Boys win 64-47. Girls win 62-35. A very fun and really intense night of basketball at home last night. Well, I felt like it was a turn-back-the-clock night. There were so many people. There were, I mean, there were people around the top on a Tuesday night. Now, see, like I said, if this had been a Friday night game, We'd had to have the fire marshal maybe be, go get some coffee as people were coming in, so he didn't see. That's how many, right. Because we had an incredible crowd last night. Uh, they were really into it. Uh, the, the, it was pretty big for the girls' game. I thought we had a really good girls' crowd, and then you know I was still saying, well, it's still not super big. I mean, I mean it's big, but it's not. And then all of a sudden, about uh, when we're doing the national anthem, I look around. I said, there's not a seat. There's no seats. I mean, everything is pretty much. Take another than the people that had reserve seats and didn't come. So it was, I mean, the general admission, it was packed. A lot I mean, of students. A lot of students. And I thought the McPherson students really handled themselves very well last night. You know, they were united. You know, they had their matching T-shirts on. And I thought they showed a lot of school spirit. It was a lot of fun last night and two really good wins for these teams and I just thought that both teams 
I don't know if it was their both of their best games of the season. I don't know, but I thought both were very, very clean in each of their games. And for the McPherson girls, they just dominated in that first half. They were forcing turnover after turnover after turnover after turnover after turnover. I get the picture. There were a lot of turnovers. Yeah, a lot And of they turnovers. were able to capitalize. Grace Pyle goes bonkers with six threes. She had three in a row in one stretch. It was just a terrific performance by them. And then the boys in a big-time atmosphere game against your rival at home. You're one and two, trying to get things going after letting one slip away against Derby. And to respond the way they did in a hostile environment, at home, against your rival, and to not let the moment be too big, I thought was really impressive. Well, I'll start with the girls first. Um, They were coming off three really emotional games. And sometimes you use up so much adrenaline and so much emotion, even though you're excited to play your arch rival, you step on the gas. Sometimes there's not much there because it was – so much was used up last week on the road. And Bueller was I, – I was a little thinking, you know, this is going to be a time that Bueller, you know, can be competitive. Because let's face it, since Jessica Steffen left um, and the Bullpups had won 11 in a row, Bueller has not been very competitive. So I thought Bueller had everybody back. You know, they had three or four girls who have started three or four years. They had a bunch of seniors. I don't know how many of their starters were seniors, quite a few of them. This is a wounded McPherson team. You look at the end of the bench and you see Miss Emma Ruddle down there, you know, with her crutches. You see Andrea Sweat limping to her chair. Now, Lakin uh, is, you know, getting pretty close to being back to play. I mean, she's been cleared to practice. But you see those three players who have signed letters of intent on the bench, and you're thinking, well, maybe this is the time Bueller plays them close. Well, the Bullpups' defense was just incredible, and uh, Grace – Pyle came out. She hit those three threes in a row. I, it made me think back to that that state tournament game against, I think it was Schlegel, the third place game where in the first, she had like 19 in the first half, I believe it was, against Schlegel with five threes. I mean, and Bueller just didn't guard her for whatever reason. She was coming off screens, I guess. And then uh, the rest of the team just played so well. And the player I really got a shout out to is Emma Malm. Yeah. I think what she has done through four games is just surreal. I mean, I think it's amazing. She was not going to play this season. She's had a lot of uh, troubles with her feet. She's had, I, like, stress fractures and things like and that. And surgeries, And too. surgeries. And, you know, she's not 100%. Coach Stradman, once they got the big lead in the third quarter, he just said, he's told us after the game, there's no reason to play her when we're up 30 because, you know, you know, you got to conserve her because you got another game this week. But she just knows how to play. She, you know, she does things, just smart things. You know, she's just very cerebral on the court. She makes a couple nifty moves. She's a good three-point shooter, a good free throw shooter. And remember, she was going to be at. She was going to be the seventh player this year. The the number seven player in and the then rotation jumps up to number four. Yeah, she, number three. Yeah, she's she's jumped way up there. And I just think she. I think she's kind of the epitome of what this team is. Now, I know Grace and Cassie have been great. Cassidy Beam's been great. But Emma is kind of, to me, kind of this heartbeat because, I mean, I think the other girls know she's playing on bad wheels and she's just showing a lot of courage. And so the Bullpups are 4-0. They should get to 5-0 uh, on Friday. I know Coach Vinjohn really does a great job of getting Winfield ready to play, but they're not very strong talent-wise. 
So I know it's the long trip. It's the game. The game before Christmas is always a, a worrisome game, but I think the Bullpups uh, will come out and play. And now the boys' game, I thought you said you didn't know if, if maybe that that was their best game of the year. I thought it was their best game of the year. I thought they were better even on this night compared to Andover Central because their ball movement was great. Uh, eight turnovers to me, you know, that was, I think, a season low. The big man inside, Cody Stufflebean, just had his way. Uh, Seth Madron, man, did he can just explode to the basket off a standing jump. That's what I, I mean. He has got such an incredible standing jump, and he got to the basket anytime he wanted to, and his defense was just incredible last night. Coach Kinneman had a really cool comment after the game, and we've mentioned it a few times that the big man, Cody Stufflebeam, he loves to play against Bueller. With oh, football, yeah. he always has a countdown going until right. the next Bueller game where he would go into Coach Pav's office and mark off one day every single day, go from 150 days to 149 and, and make his countdown every single day. And he loves to play against Bueller. And Coach Kinneman made a comment after the game saying that you could see into Cody's eyes that he was not going to let them lose that game. Yeah. That early on, they kept feeding him the ball, and he kept going to the basket and scoring, and he getting showed, rebounds. And he showed a lot of versatility shooting with either hand. He had eight points in the first quarter. You know, he really got the bullpups off and running, then Madron kind of took over in the second quarter. But this this was a total team win again. I thought Hayes Schmid was very good. Sammy Pyle off the bench. Career high. Yeah, the best game of his career. Cooper Courtney showed signs last night that, hey, he's about ready to break out. Cooper's a tough matchup because he's 6'4", he's long, but he can stroke the three. He knocked down a couple threes last night. Even the one, what was it, in the first half, they were trying to run the clock down. He decides to pull up with about 15 seconds to go. Hey, why not? He was feeling it. He knew he was going to make that shot. Sure enough, he knocked it down. 35-20 at the half, and I thought really the important part of the game, they did not allow Bueller ever to get it under double digits. I don't believe in the second half. Right, they they in kept fact, their they distance. In fact, they got it up to 20 after three quarters, and then, you know, Bueller did win the fourth quarter, but that was garbage time. And uh, Bueller is a team that plays on emotion, and I thought in the first half, you know, some of their guys were just kind of – I don't think they liked the officiating very much. It was, it was pretty physical, you know, it was physical. But also, I think Bueller found some things in that fourth quarter that they know they can use the next game. I, You know, that trapping defense, they really started picking up just past midcourt. And, uh, you know, it, it worked pretty well for them. So they're going to take some things from this game and use it. I guarantee you when we go down there, uh, when is it February probably? February 18th. February 18th. Ooh, my dad's birthday. Hey. Yeah. Paul will be looking down from the heavens at the, on that game. But anyway, um, they'll be ready. And it'll be a different Bueller team. But on this night, this was all about the Bullpups. A really fun win for both teams. And the other thing on the boys' side, Steve, too, is that they just kind of had that clutch ability last night. Yeah. That they were able to make big shots whenever they needed to. They didn't make everything they looked at, but when they needed a basket at some of those big moments, they were able to make those shots. And you could see the intensity that that team was playing with in the second half, third and fourth quarter, diving after loose balls. Well, and there, yeah, there was that sequence where I think there was a loose ball. I think three different bullpups, Jayton Alexander, the heat-seeking missile. Of course, he was in there. I think Cooper Courtney was in there. Madrin might have been in there. But three different times, the bullpups dove on the ball. It kind of squirted out. Another guy had dive on the floor. And the bullpups were up about 18 at the time. 
So that's how determined that team was last night. You and I are around at practice a lot, Steve, and one of the principles within Coach Kinneman's program is teamwork and being there for your teammates and it's sort of an accountability thing with it, but also rewarding your teammates. When somebody makes a good pass, you've got to point it out. And if you don't, he's going to get get on right. your case. If you don't say, hey, good pass, yep. or hey, good shot, good make, yep. you've got to help your guys and up off the floor. And when the teammate is on the floor, you have to go pick him up. And there are a lot of those principles within this program, and you saw them last night, even in a big, high-flying, emotional game, that these guys were there for each other. And you could see, after they would make a couple of those shots and take a timeout, how excited they were to be playing in that game. Yeah, and they wanted that one really bad. And uh, I think another, like I said, a key was Bueller never made like a 10-0 run, an 8-0 right. run. I think I think they had like five in a row at some point in the fourth quarter. They scored five straight. But they never had that big run, never got it under double digits. And there was a huge Bueller crowd. Props to Bueller, Justin Sizer, the AD down there. They had a monster crowd, but we didn't hear much from them because uh, McPherson – really took that game by the throat early and never let up. Yeah, we were kind of in enemy territory last night, Steve, on our new spot on the floor. Yeah. On the other years, we've been on the other side of the floor, safe over there. Oh, yeah. But we're right there. Those Bueller people, are they're right behind us. Oh, yeah. They're three steps away. They could start throwing things at you. <laughs> I think they said, there's that Steve Sell. Yeah, Tell him to somebody, shut up. I think somebody threw a car battery at me last Tell night. Tell him to shut yeah, up. Yeah, you know, I don't know it. Turn those guys off. Yeah, really. I'm, I, we stink. I, I, I'm not surprised that they didn't start yelling at you. Well, a lot of people yell at me. That's true. I, I saw a couple people here late last night knocking on your window and saying, Come on, Steve. <laughs> Get that story posted. That's right. Be quiet. I, I, we hear it all from you. All right, Steve. Fun wins last night. Yeah. And then they'll wrap up on Friday night down at Winfield in the long trip. And it was a 6-0 and night for the Bullpup. That's right. All, uh, JV boys got their first win. Um, I believe it was 6-0. The, the JV girls won, right? Correct? Did they win? Steve, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I, I you said 6-0, and, and I just well, went with I, I it. Well, I can't remember. the. I think the JV girls won, too. I, I want to say it was like 40-26. Come on, like Steve. That. I thought you were supposed to be all over this. I'm exhausted. I'm emotionally bankrupt. All right, Steve. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk a little bit about college basketball. We have hardly talked about any college basketball at all, and here we are in the month of December getting ready for conference play. Your Jayhawks, big game coming up this weekend. Big game. K-State taking on the Billikens. Didn't know that. Hadn't even looked at the schedule. Slew. Okay. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12:30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's according to Jim 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve Sell. Yes, sir. What was that? Yes, sir. There you go. That was a little louder. Okay. We haven't talked a lot about your Kansas Jayhawks, who are the number one team in the country. That's right. They picked up a really impressive win over the University of Missouri-Kansas City on Saturday at the Sprint Center. That was just like a squash game. That was just a squash. Really impressive. That was just like a – 
UMKC was a bug and it hit the Jayhawks' windshield. But they're the number one team in the country. Right. What have you thought of the Jayhawks so far? I've been impressed. Um, they're doing a great job of getting their bigs involved now. They're, you know, David McCormick was just incredible uh, on Saturday. Big Doke, he's kind of figured it out. Dodson may be the best point guard in the country. Um, he's the one that's really impressed me yeah. so far. And Marcus Garrett, just very solid defensively. He's at, adding some offense. Uh, the freshman, uh, Anna Runa, can't shoot. Pretty good defender. Christian Brown, pretty athletic. Can't make a shot. He played 21 minutes, though, uh, on Saturday. They're trying to get him untracked. Uh, both those guys, of course, Wilson's hurt. So he's, I don't know if he's coming back at all this year. Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. Yeah. Uh, Jaden, you know, Jaden Wilson. Um, but uh, no, it's, it's a Jayhawk team. Isaiah Moss has been a nice addition. Uh, you know, every once in a while he really explodes from three point. Yeah, thanks for stealing him. Yeah, he, he yeah he's supposed to go to Arkansas, but he's kind of an X factor. But KU vaults to number one, and we've seen this. I'd like to see the stat on this. How many times has KU moved to number one, and then the very next game they lose? And they well, have this is certainly one to lose. This is one they could lose on Saturday. They go to Villanova, which of course a couple years ago won the national championship. Not just a couple years ago. Two years ago. And four year, and then the year before that, or a couple years before that as well. Yeah, they've won twice in like three years or four years, something like that. But Jeremiah Robinson Earl, J-R-E, the former bullpup killer at Bishop Miege, is really having a nice freshman year at Villanova. And remember who it came down to, really. KU and... Oh, no, yeah. Well, he he, yeah. Was gonna, he wanted to go. His dad played at KU. Right. It came Lester, down to pretty much KU and Villanova. Yeah, Lester, Lester Earl is Jeremiah Robinson Earl's son, and he was a two-year player at KU after transfer from LSU. But it is always tough to go into – is it Philadelphia where they play? Villanova is in Philadelphia. It's tough to go into those Philly – you know, Philly kids are tough. Philly teams are tough. They have that mental toughness. And KU is going to have to match – that mental toughness. They're not playing on campus. Villanova kind of splits wherever they do their games. Sometimes they play in their on-campus arena. Sometimes they go play at the Wells Fargo Center, which is where the Sixers play. You know where they need to play. The Palestra. They could they could go play at the Link, Lincoln yeah. Financial yeah. Field. Palestra is like, it's 5,000-seat gym. It's an old antiquated gym, but they're, they're, they they have what's called the Big Five. Yeah. In the, It's like LaSalle. Villanova, I don't know who the other three. There's five. I believe in you, Steve. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah, I, I can't remember who the other I three. believe in you. Decane, maybe? Is Decane in on that? That wasn't the big five I was thinking of. Who are you thinking of? Villanova, LaSalle. Then there's three more. One of them is a state university, I think. But it features the Penn. state's name. You got Penn. You have one program that was really, really good in like 2004. Might have been undefeated in 2004 and then lost in the tournament. Rutgers. No, that is in Piscataway, New Jersey. Okay. How about Temple? Oh, yeah. St. Joseph's was okay. the one I was thinking of. That okay. I, I think St. Joe's was undefeated yeah, in like 2003 Yeah, they had Phil Martelli was the coach, and now he's an assistant with, uh, who's he? Phil Martelli. He's, oh, I don't know, Steve. Jawan Howard at Michigan. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, remember, I, was, I was getting this mental picture where I saw him on TV. He was Jawan, He's Jawan Howard's right-hand man. Yeah, so Penn, LaSalle, Temple, St. Joe's, Villanova. And they pride themselves on their cheesesteaks and mental toughness. Are you a cheesesteak guy? I'm a patty milk guy. 
Ooh, I think that's that's the real sissy version of it. <laughs> I think you went from tough Philly to, well, I'll just take that patty melt. There you go. <laughs> Not quite as cool. Yeah. But a huge game for the Jayhawks coming up this weekend there. What about the Wildcats? Have you been able to follow K-State? Mike? I have not watched one full game of K-State. I've seen bits and pieces. Well, what kind of sports guy are you, Steve? We've Come had on. a lot of local going on. Between, we have had a lot going on. With the high schools and the colleges. But K-State, what is their record? They're like... They're 6-4. Six 6-4. and, four. Six and four. Uh, They kind of struggle to score. Um, I don't know what kind of year Xavier Sneed is having, or Xavier Sneed. Uh, he's supposed to be their... You know, hot shot. He turned down the NBA to come back for his senior year. He's but... averaging 14 a game. Okay, he's Cartier Jada at 12 a game. Okay, McCall Maywean five rebounds and that's the per three, game. That's the three guys. What's the human foul averaging? Levi Stockard. <laughs> Levi Stockard's averaging five points per game. Well, he averages about five fouls a game, so he's right there for a double double. <laughs> the human foul. Yeah. So K State, some of their losses recently, Steve. They've actually upped their non-conference competition by a lot yeah, really for their have. standards this year. They played Marquette. Losses yeah. to Pittsburgh by four, and that was down in Florida. They were playing yeah. in St. Pete or Tampa or somewhere down there. They lost to Bradley while they were down there, lost to Marquette at home a couple games ago by eight, and lost to Mississippi State at home this past weekend by six. Yeah, so you know their losses are pretty close. Marquette's a really good team. They got uh, the Howard kid that is one of the top scorers in Marcus the country. Howard. Marcus Howard, he's one of the top scorers in the country. So, you know, they played everybody tough. I'll be real interested to see what they do in Big 12 play. I think they're picked like 7th in the poll and uh, well, currently they are tied for last with with Iowa State. Yeah, but you can't go by that because just some, off their overall record. Some teams play a lot tougher schedules than other teams. I mean, you know, some of them play the cupcakes so they can have that 10 and 0 start. Kind of like the KU women. The Kansas women, I believe, are 9 and 0. And I've never heard of half the teams they've played so far. It's never a good start. No. It's never a good sign when you just go, oh, I, who is that? Yeah, exactly. Well, what school is that? Yeah. So, Steve, a lot of basketball coming your way. Yeah. And I think that once we get into Big 12 play, more attention will certainly go on both of those programs. But right now, it, it's hard for me to get into some of that non-conference basketball right now. I really like Feast Week. You get to follow along when teams go to Maui or they go to the Bahamas or wherever they want to go. But then you get into this weird month of December where the schedule really changes. And games are really spread out. Yeah. They're playing like one game a week. It gets weird. Yeah. But KU, their Big 12 opener is at home with West Virginia. And I think West Virginia was ranked or near the receiving votes they're number top, 25. They're number 25. So, Huggy Bear, even though he lost a bunch of players. The Jayhawks still have two tough games. Yeah. Villanova on the road at Stanford. Yep. They're on the 19th or the 29th. What and, is, and what that, is the 29th? Uh, that is never easy. That's a Sunday. Yeah, that's never easy when you go to Stanford. But they don't have Reed Travis anymore. He was a Jayhawk killer. All right, Steve. Let's take one more break. Pro Bowl teams or Pro Bowl winners came out. Oh, Okay. How did you see Chiefs? which team had the most? I didn't, but I didn't. How many Chiefs made it? We'll tell you here in just a minute. All right. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, 
Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, Pro Bowl list. Which Chiefs do you think made the Pro Bowl? Yeah. Six of them made it. Six made it. I will say Mahomes. You got it. Kelsey. You got it. Cheetah. The Cheetah. Tyreek Hill. Got it. Mitchell Schwartz. No. Ooh. Um, Sherman is a fullback. No. They pick a fullback for that. Well, they didn't pick him. Uh, Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Got it. Okay. Two more. Two more. One defensive player, one special teams player. Uh, Butker. No. Really? Probably should have made it. Well, yeah. you also have on the AFC side McCole Justin Hard- Tucker. McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman, return specialist. Okay. One more. A defensive player. Defensive line, I guess you'll call him. Pass rusher. Really? Uh, Frank Clark. You got it. Look okay. at you, Steve. I had no doubt. Well, you had to give me a hint. The Ravens had 12. Ooh. 12 picks what to the Pro Bowl. Well, it tells me they're probably the best team right now. They are the best team. The Patriots had three picks to the Pro Bowl. That's got to be an all-time low since... Do you know who was not included? Tom Brady. Tom Brady did not make the Pro Bowl. He shouldn't. That that'd be that'd be lifetime achievement if he made the Pro Bowl because he certainly didn't earn it this year by his play. Do you care about the Pro Bowl? No. Because, Do you watch it? No. Because it's not real football. It's it's they might as well just put on um those sashes with the with the flag on them and pull the flag. Don't you didn't you play that when you Oh, were you're kid? talking about flag football. Flag football. I thought you meant a sash like no, Miss no, America. No, the sa- you have the you have I thought you meant they would just line the, them up there with the your belt. chiefs. You have the belt with yeah. the little flag on it. Yeah. Flag football. We played it. Yeah. Socks high it. He could throw yeah, it. Yeah, I, I bet. Yeah, but but uh no, Tom Brady didn't deserve to make it, but the Pro Bowl is just it, it's the worst. I think well, I shouldn't say that because the NBA doesn't play any defense in their game. Yeah, but at least it's fun. Yeah, at least they're dunking the, and making but, but threes. The NFL, the NFL insults the fan. The Pro Bowl to me insults the fans' intelligence because the fans know they're not playing. And why would they want to play hard? A lot of those guys will be. They'll have been not played for almost two months. They don't want to get an injury and ruin their two career. months. Yeah, it's not till February, isn't it? The Pro Bowl. Well, it's the. It, for a while, or is it, it, the, been, is it the, the week between the Super Bowl and the last? That's when they had been doing it. I thought they did it at. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, it's in late January. Well, still, January twenty sixth. There'll be some players that haven't played for over a month, and they'll I think be they'll be shape. okay. They're, they they don't those guys don't get out of shape, Steve. Do it do away with it. I agree with you. I think the Pro Bowl is bad. I don't think it's fun. It's I like the skills competitions better. Yeah. I'd rather watch Patrick Mahomes see how far he can throw the football. Or see if he can throw it out of the stadium. Than try and watch him and Travis Kelsey running pass routes in the middle of the game and getting tackled. And it's just, it's very cringeworthy. It is. It makes is. me very nervous. And I always, and, and you know, I understand the players. I mean, you do not want to get hurt in an exhibition game. And now if they put a little. This isn't even an exhibition game. This is just a, it's like watching ballet. That's they, there's no contact. I mean, it's just a guy barely gets hit, and you think he got shot. You know, some guy goes down without very little contact. This is a very anti-Pro Bowl show. show. It We're, is anti-Pro Bowl. No Pro Bowl. No get pro- rid of it. Yeah. See you later. No Pro Bowl for you. Get it out of here. All right, Steve. Enjoyed your show today. You did a great job. Well, that's subject to debate by the public out there. I'm proud of you. 
Well, I gave it my all. You know that. Uh, you always give it your all. Yeah. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoefit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.